0: me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> Bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, the only from Progressive. The owl a afoul of the comatose coxwain. Progressive Green Casualty Insurance bar. Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome everyone, this is Nichelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond. Thank you so much for joining me today on April the 6th, 2020. This is a very uh, interesting month. This is a month that I plan to return back to stage for the third time for the production of Malay, as well as getting near to wrap up my podcast for my season three so today's topic I'm just having an open discussion about I titled it my love affair of ancient bitch and I guess I normally go through checklists to, to cover before I start kind of all over the place because I know this month is very it's going to be emotional for me because it's, it has been a long journey with Mitch Ram, my book, and then the production, Molay. But just to kind of cover a couple of things before I start. If you've been following me for a while, you already know if you haven't and you just joining, this was started from my book, Mitch Ram, a memoir. And now it's a theatrical production where I did different types of things to bring that book to life underneath the title of Moments of Love in Ancient Egypt, short for Molay. At any rate, so if you want to Continue to stay connected, please do. You can find the social uh, media platform that we use, which is Facebook, facebook.com forward slash mole, M O L I A E, and of course Twitter as well. This particular podcast, do you have a merchandise type shop? I just tied it to Cafe Press. That would be the best option, at least now, because I'm so busy with the production going back to stage later this month to get the merchandise very proficient and then they have a customer service line and so forth, you can reach out to them. There will be a link there to check out the merchandise if you are interested in that. So let's just go ahead and get into this. It's a lot I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Going back to Sage is no joke. I'm gonna go ahead and start this podcast. So my love affair of ancient Egypt, where in my journey, to now it started back over two decades ago when I wrote the book now before I wrote the book I didn't really did any research about Egypt no books was really around in my childhood in my household believe it or not it wasn't <laughs> and so I never really understood it when I was going to school is here in the States African American history let's just say was very restricted in the sense that all I can remember taking from those years in elementary school or even pre, well, preschool, elementary school, high school was very limited it was like a paragraph so they talked about slavery they talked about Martin Luther King and they talk about well maybe you get some hope now um and, you know it, the African-American authors and things wasn't really broadcast like it was when I was learning another ethnicity history and Egypt was definitely not really involved later on When I got out of high school, went to college. That was predominantly African American college. I started learning about history. I would say an African American type, part. Not necessarily not it was in Africa, but mostly from from the time in the United States. But nonetheless, it also did branch out a little bit, but still not in depth of Egypt. Fast forward from that, when I I felt I was called to write it because of the experience that I outline in the beginning of my book mitch ram and that's when after i write the page and then i go like is this really real Is this really connected and i have to go and just dig research now mind you during that time which over two decades ago the internet wasn't around <laughs> all right so <laughs> it was not in the public domain let me say it that way so I had to really like go to the library, I had to like talk to different people, I had to go in different, you know, areas to meet up to kind of talk about it and that's when I just started wanting to people that was in tune to it and you know what I needed to, to share this experience. At that time I believe it was leading up to me to write the book. It was around that time. Anyway, I met up with people that was very into herbs and all of that and nature and environment and they used to have this, not necessarily a flea market but a flea market is where people sell things that they either don't don't longer no longer want, or they're selling things that they created themselves. And instead of opening up a shop, which costs a lot of money, everybody would get together and they're like rent this space in town, like a market, and sell their items. Anyhow. I think this was a time where I was writing a book, or like I said, somewhere around that time. Anyway, so I was with this particular person that was in the teas and herbs and all of that, and she took me to this, like we would say, a flea flea market. We went there, and it was this lady. She, she looked, she was Irish. She had reddish hair, and she was selling um, oils. Just started talking I don't know how it came to Egypt but this is where things happen in our lives and she just kind of stared out and she just said this. she said "It's just something about Egypt that I feel connected to there's something about it that she felt that she was connected to it that she was there and I was like you know really listening to her the person that was with me brushed it off and chuckled like you couldn't be there that's African and I'll never forget her face. She kinda put her head down and she was ashamed and she was I felt she was hurt by it and I felt so bad for her. I never forget that moment. So this is really dedicated to her and to everybody. That sometimes you open up your heart to what you feel but you just can't express it. In my other podcasts I talk about the spiritual plane. And I acknowledge people have different beliefs. And so I kind of narrow it down to at least a fact or something that you people can relate to. And I talk about spirit, that it's not what you see, it's what you feel. That's what spirit is. And you have to admit that things have happened that you have to realize like, oh, wow, you just have a feeling. And that's what she had. And it, she didn't get validated. So this is her validation. I never got her name, but I never forgot that moment. And she was there on my path to let me know when I'm going through writing the book, that it means something, that there's truth in it, and that what I was experiencing was real. And even though she looked different on the outside, it doesn't necessarily mean that her spirit, and her soul was not connected to Egypt. She was telling the truth and I was there to witness it because God wanted me to see that. I just wish I could, now if I wish I had the time, I would've hugged her and I would've said, I believe you, we just look different on the outside. In my soul, I believe I believed her because that's how I felt when I wrote the book. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but yeah, so my love affair of ancient Egypt, Mitzram, Komet, Egypt is the ability to see something that was denied in this part of time where my, my ancestors contributed to the circle of life, humanity. And I loved not just the beauty but the history the dedication determination the that's what I got when I really got into learning about commit was the history and the dedication of to know it was so funny because during that time getting up to it, I used to love this perfume by Estee Lauder knowing I was so attracted to it all oh, that was tied up to the round that those visions started happening and I had to write the book. Isn't that something? So things that happen in your life is the connection, is the symbolization, is the events, is the choices, all come together. It's the way that somehow you just tripped on and you just found this podcast and you hear. and we are connected. My love affair with ancient Egypt is because it embodies all what is good. Okay? I'm not saying that the whole history has some good things about it, <laughs> but I'm just talking about I just remember the visions that came through. My ancestors came to me that night when I decided to, I was thinking really strong to not get back up and and write the book. I think I kind of just wrote the title and then I put it down. I was like, I'm not going to do this. And then I did a couple of pages and I talked to someone about it and all this was coming out and I just felt so fearful. But then I didn't realize I was Mr. Fear and all his cohorts was telling me not to get up and write that book. But my ancestors told me and spoke to me. I mean, they get up do this and I did so I just love the fact of looking through not only the characters that I bring to life in this book but reading the history and the dedication they had a lot of dedication to the work that they did that could be in medicine I could be in history the advanced technology and how the procedure I love procedure because procedure tells me eventually we'll get to the point that I'm interested in or to the point that we need to get to (laughs) and that was the consistency when I saw and studying ancient Egypt and the dedication and the long history I mean, over 3000 years ain't no joke <laughs> of being the pristine level of power and with come and with that it always come with determination preservation being focused and attuning yourself so that's why I love and I always love history Even when I was growing up, and I didn't have no books around me. Weird, because I love books, but it just was not around. It was always in me to love history and to love the the pristine level of authority because that's responsibility. And that's what life is, a responsibility to do the things, to know the things, to share the things that are needed. And all the other things that come to it and the beauty of it, the arts, uh, the crafts, the paintings, the writings, the stories. It's this embodied life, the adventure. The whole it's this it's like, you know, it's this something about Egypt, I think, that people love to it's like a the new birth of something. Each thing you find something new about it, each generation as it accumulated brings about a new awareness and it's just like a family. And so going back to that lady that was selling her oils and she had her rings on and everything. I love for Kitty. She had this fiery, she had this, you know, reddish hair and she like she was Irish. And she just opened up about it. And I think her soul disconnected, be a connection, thinking of of now, of my connection to it. And so our souls recognize the similarities between one another And she was the one to share something, because when she said, you know, when you say things and you speak, you're like, oh, I didn't know I said, I don't, I didn't realize I said that out loud. And it's two different experiences from that. You either get validated or not validated. When you get not validated, it's hard. I know because she put her head down and she was like ashamed, and I felt so bad because I was at that point I really didn't really know the whole purpose of writing the book, the significance of Egypt. I didn't know at that time she was able to share that. Now, if I wish, I could, I hope one day I could, I don't know. I don't know if I ever get to meet her. But if I ever got after the chance, I would just hug her and say, I validate you. I believe you. And thank you for being a part of my life to make me remember this moment forever. To connect me. To do the things for me to keep going. For me to keep going with Mitzrayim. She was one of those angels on my path. Overall, I love Egypt of the observance of man to God, along with the relationships that we have with one another, that is the building blocks of life and the mystics of that connection. That might be a little bit too deep or what have you, but it just came through for me to say that. I think it brings us all together and it makes me feel hopeful when I look at my ancestry history and I look at the history of humanity and other entities and their history of their culture because I think culture is life and I think if we can sit and admire someone else's it reinforces our ability to be able to love life and life is forward life is, life is good, life is gold and not necessarily to keep caught up in the materialistic things but just to kind of honor that that it took effort, it took dedication I keep saying the word dedication so that's your takeaway in this podcast because I keep saying that and that must be a message from spirit to you just listening to this determination is not trying with purpose purpose is the reason why you're here and with each of with the writings and the pictures and the art crowds and the, the references to the mind body that's connected to the soul it's really it's a spiritual type level thinking it's a higher self the best of life which is the aim of what humanity strives for, the best of life. So if I had to say one phrase to why I love ancient Egypt, I think it's the ability that it continues to give me hope and validation that they did existed, right? And I'm just talking as right now as my, as being African American, is that we did contribute to the advancement of humanity, we were at the table. Let me put it that way, and that anything is possible with determination and the ability to accept other culture, right? That's key, because you can't necessarily all be in tune to one. Because you got to balance that out. But it just makes you feel good that you can sit at the table and you know yourself, you know your roots. Okay, that's another thing with ancient Egypt allow me to understand and be connected and reinforce my worth and to know my roots to get me to where I am today all right thank you I hope you enjoyed the podcast of my open discussion I hope you got something from it I just wanted to focus on that this month not really do a short story but just kind of have an open discussion about it maybe this could give I don't know maybe you got something from it I hope so all right thank you and have a wonderful day Hey, what do you want to da-da-da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da-da-da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All oh, the dolls feel like the same da doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh, no, I forgot to call my mom and her birthday. Oh, no. No. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to progressive. That won't change. Not today or any da. Quote today at progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a Progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents.